Welcome to Kevin Kev talking sports. I am Kev. Ooh, and I am USA Kev. As we are recording, Team USA is taking on uh, the Evil Empire. Mm. Are, is the game on yet? Is, has it started yet? I haven't been paying that much attention. We got like twenty minutes, so yeah. By the time we're done, we'll have kicked off and probably scored a couple goals. Probably be behind three nothing. <laughs> oh, first <God>. eight minutes. <laughs> No, they got to play it tight to the vest today. They got to keep it just a one goal loss would be fine. That's right. Yeah, we just got to just got to hang in there, work mm-hmm. our way out of this group. Yep. See what we can do. So, oh. well, ha- happy uh, happy day after Thanksgiving or weekend after Thanksgiving as you're listening to this and thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you caught our special Thanksgiving Day edition. We had a lot of fun with that one actually. We made some picks for Thanksgiving. How'd we do, Kev? One and one. Oh, oh, we were so close one, to the one and one. Oh. The Giants backdoored us. That's that just one. cruel. And for those who did listen to the episode, we also talked about the Vikings, and they they covered. So maybe you folks mm-hmm. listening were two and one. Damn those Cowboys! And we were talking off the air. And this is the kind of thing nobody wants to hear. This, but how many of those kind of backdoor? covers have we lost yeah. our picks this year i mean it's just crazy i think it bodes well for a strong finish we're going to get a couple of those go our way down their stretch so well, i but hope yeah. so it's just so frustrating when you you know you have the game we analyzed it well i mean everything yeah. we said was pretty much how things played out and then they just kind of give it up at the you know they didn't care they just give it up at the end yeah. for no reason we've well, seen so many of those this year just the field goal maher had to just kick the field goal it was a simple that's it they can't lose the spread if he hits it and then he misses yeah and then the refs help the giants get down the field in a hurry and scooted them into the end zone so all the new york well that was ugly but you know long and the short of it is we're one and one for our first two picks of the week so in this episode we're going to pick three listen uh, you know follow us on twitter Kevin Kev picks on Twitter. We've been doing a lot of stuff over there, put out, put out polls. And, you know, if anything changes with our picks, we update things on Twitter. So follow us there and tune in on Wednesday nights for the live stream on Twitch. That's always a lot of fun as well. Yeah. We so, had a fun um, one this week. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Kevin, is this like, this feels like one of the greatest sports weekends ever. I mean, yeah. We were commenting yesterday on Thanksgiving. There were so many things going on. And I think the World Cup happening right now just has really augmented that because there have been times in the past where Thanksgiving was kind of a dud, you know, other than the mm-hmm. the NFL games, there wasn't anything going on. But yesterday was just crazy. Today is awesome. The weekend college, is going to be great. College football gets into full swing today. So there's games today, tomorrow. I mean, yeah, college. Yeah. Thanksgiving weekend's always amazing to me. So, but adding the World Cup has just kicked it up a couple notches. It's amazing. I know because you, I mean, you can't turn off the TV. The whole it was on all day yesterday. <laughs> Roll out of bed and yeah, the World Cup is on. Didn't turn it off until the Egg Bowl was over. You know, in the middle of the night last night. It's just crazy. That was a good game too. Yeah, it was. It was a great game. On that note, we've got a little little football game tonight, huh? Hoo-ah, go Knowles. Oh, go Knowles. What are we favored Come on, by, man? Seven or eight? Well, Wait, I think our official Kevin Kev prediction was 35 to 20. That is the official prediction, but of course we wouldn't be betting that if we were just only giving <laughs> seven or eight points. So, yeah, I'm trying to find out what the spread is right now. 
favored by 10. Oh, oh, oh. that might be too much. <laughs> double digits, baby. Double digits. Well, I think our, our theory was if Richardson has a big game, they can keep it close. Yeah. We still probably, I, I feel like the only way Florida state loses is if they just fumble things around, have a bunch of, you know, if they shoot themselves in the foot, they could lose, but they have not been that kind of team. No, really all year. But even in the games where they lost, you know, I mean, Clemson, we had a breakdown on like three plays and they scored touchdowns on all of them. Yeah. You know, but otherwise we outplayed Clemson for 58 minutes. Yeah, we sure did. I mean, the problem uh, with the problem with this particular rivalry game, like all the you know rivalry weekend is what this is. You throw the throw the rest of the season out the out the window because mm-hmm. these guys hate each other. Like they went to high school yep. with each other, they want to beat each other. I would if I was betting the game, I would take the Gators. I would mm. take the ten. Ten is too much. Like yeah, I'll be happy to beat them twenty three to twenty. Like I'll take. Oh, it. I no, I would too. I would too, and I'll be sweating it out to the last second. But <laughs> but I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's more one-sided than that. Well, we might talk a little bit more about that game later in our episode. Ah. Not to give anything away. but little foreshadowing, uh, okay. little foreshadowing, but why don't we – we'll get into our picks. So we're going to do three picks today, and again, we, we made our first two for the Thanksgiving games this weekend. So hopefully you already were on those games, but let's pick three more. Kev, you want to start us off with one of your – one of your favorites? So, yeah, I, I love the Commanders this week. Commanders giving four and a half to the Falcons. They're playing in Washington. It's a one o'clock start. So everything's just normal, normal, normal. I just love the way the Redskins defense has been playing. Chase Young might be back, which is huge for them. Oh, that would be huge, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Mariota and company are going to run into a stone wall for trying to run the ball. And of course they're going to have their success. And Mariota has had a couple games where he's thrown it pretty well, but you know, I think I said this last week too, but it's going to be like that Cincinnati game a little bit where they, you know, they're just going to be floundering to to score points. Mm -hmm. And Heineke's run that offense very nicely so far. They're not explosive, but they are consistent and they're not turning it over. And they can run the ball, and the Falcons don't have a very good defense. So yeah. unless you know some, you know, we, yes, we say it every time. It's the NFL; anything can happen. The refs can get involved and screw things up. But I like Washington at home, giving four and a half. I think the line should be even higher, mm-hmm. maybe closer to six. I, I'm, I am making this. Is this my pick of the week? I guess, or did we make the line? Sounds pick? like it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I like the I Commanders like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, and I think we were talking a little bit off the air about, you know, where you might look for value in point spreads at this time of the season. Yeah. I feel like both of these teams, like I think the Falcons may be a, a smidge overvalued in people's minds and the commanders undervalued just based on where things started out in the season. You remember the Falcons were one of the hottest teams in the league against the yeah. spread early on. I mean, they were just winning week after week after week. <laughs> They've kind of hit a little bit of a wall lately, and Mariota has not been playing as well. I think just some of the luster has come off of that team. And the commander, since Heineke was made the starter, I mean, they've really turned a corner. They've been playing really well. And it just feels to me like some of that value is not built into this spread. Like, I don't know why the Falcons wouldn't be bigger dogs here on the road, you know, so I'm, I'm thinking the line should probably be six or seven in a game like this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm with you. I like the, I like the commanders. 
It'll probably be a game that goes into overtime, and we're just hoping for the touchdown. Oh, my <laughs> <to> gosh. <cover>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean. Pick six for the commanders to win it. But, you know, the Falcons were 6-0 and to start the year against the spread, and now they're 6-3-2. and They haven't won a game yeah. against the spread in five weeks. So, I think we're good here. Well, let, let's make it six. We'll make it six. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk some trivia. Yeah. Should I should I start us off? I kind of hinted a minute ago. I've I've got some. Bring it on. FSU, Florida trivia. Oh my! You're really going to put me to the test. Okay. I don't know if that's the direction you went in, but um, I no. just I would enjoy talking a little bit more about this game and this rivalry here in a minute. So you know the the Gators have have won three in a row and are going for four in this one. So the question I'm going to ask you, and we can chat about a few other elements of this, but what is the longest winning streak for one team or the other in this rivalry? And let's hope the Gators winning streak ends today. (laughs) Well, we had a good one recently, so I don't know if that's the longest of the series. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, Okay. Well, think on that for a bit. And why don't you go ahead and ask, uh, you have a uh, trivia question as well? I do, yeah. I didn't uh, didn't come anywhere near the same theme as you. I've, I've been focusing on, uh, you know, we text a lot while we're watching games, and of course, Dak is on your mind a lot about throwing these interceptions, and he threw two more yesterday. Yeah, good old so, Dak. Quite, you know, it's weird because you know last year the Super Bowl champion was the was uh, you know Stafford. Mm. He had the most picks in the league. He tied for the he most. Did. Yep. So it doesn't seem to be the worst thing when you're throwing picks and. As long as you're throwing a lot and being have a lot of success, so I, I I don't know if we've talked about this before, but what is the record for the most interceptions in one NFL season? Who did it? When did it happen? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, throwing That's... of course, not, not not getting them. So there's yeah. there's some fun names up in the top ten. Well, I've got one name that comes to mind, but I don't know if it's the record or not. But we'll. Uh... That's a great question. Okay. Let's All right, see. so we'll we'll chat about the answers to that in just a minute, but let's get to another game here. So, okay, so my pick of the week, I'm going to go with the Jets yeah. giving six because I want to defer to you on our last pick of the <laughs> okay. week. Oh. So the Jets giving six against the Bears. The, the Jets are at home here. They've been one of my teams of the year, right? And even based on my optimistic off-season thoughts, I think they have outperformed. the The one thought here is that you know Zach Wilson is is out as the starter. Let's come back to that theme in just a second. I'm curious what you think about that. But so Mike White steps in. He's had success in the past. I I don't really think that's much of a downgrade. And I'm going to throw this out there. And again, we talked off the air, but you know this might be a little bit like Seattle and Russell Wilson departing in the off season and suddenly Geno Smith comes in and that team is playing like gangbusters. Yeah. You know, there's a, a line of thought here that maybe Zach Wilson has been holding these jets back as well as they've played, you know, certainly the last couple of weeks they've kind of stumbled a little bit and Wilson has been pretty terrible to say nothing of his off the field inadequacies. <laughs> so maybe, you know, this team has just been waiting for that change of quarterback and Mike White steps in they get back to their winning ways of earlier in the season. So that that's what I'm rolling with here. What do you, what do you think about all that? Well, I like the, I like the idea that getting Wilson out of there. I mean, I've been calling for his head for weeks. He's just, he's keeping the team back. Yes. hundred percent. The def I think the defense feels it. 
and they're going to mm-hmm. be like, they're just going to be super jazzed. You know, they're going to be like, we're back. We're going to win. You know, we just needed yeah. somebody else. And you're, and you know, white has made himself, he's had success in the past. They had to give Wilson a chance, but it's time to, it's time to salvage the season. Like Zach Wilson's mm-hmm. not done forever, but bring in white, move the ball, capitalize when the defense makes its plays. And I think, you know, they're playing the bears. They're given six at home and fields is prone to turnovers, right? Especially in the fourth quarter, the jets are just going to be pouncing on this guy. I think he's going to have a real hard time running it. Like he has been against some of these other not wonderful defenses. The jets are playing at a high level on defense. Like look what the Patriots did last night, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the jets shut them down. I mean, the jets have been our, our sweetheart darling all year. You, you picked them before anybody else, I think. So, I think they get things righted this week. I think they probably blow out the Bears. Like this is mm. going to be, yeah. I love the I love the pick. Six point. If it was seven, you know, I might have a little bit of a problem. But six, I think we're good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's going to be like a 27-17 game, 31-14, something like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be great. You know, by the end of the one o'clock games tomorrow, mm-hmm. we will be rolling in the fields of victory. <laughs> so all right so we'll uh we'll get to our third game in just a minute but let's um let's talk about those trivia questions oh boy did you have a chance to come up with any well, guesses as far as so the longest winning streak ever in you this want to tell me what the number is or do i have to guess that too no no you got to guess the number all right i'm gonna say the highest is eight nine or ten was there really a ten year nine, nine? Nine, nine games. Nine games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Seminoles didn't get nine in a row of the Gators. So I'm going to have to say Gators from probably in the beginning of the series, like the late 60s to the mid 70s, I would say. 68 and 76. Yeah. Oh, my Lord have mercy. You hit it on the on the head. Yeah. 68 to 76. You're exactly right. Longest streak, nine games. Okay. So what about some of the other contenders? I think the Knolls had... I don't know, was it seven straight in the early part of this with Jimbo taking over like 09 to, no, I guess the Gators snuck one in there somewhere. So when we were in school, we were dominating them like in the late 80s to the early 90s. Yeah. We probably had our best. Was that six maybe, six or seven? Well, yeah, unfortunately for the Seminoles, in that era, the longest we got was four. Oh. So 87 to 90 was four. Oh, those were good and, years, though. Yeah, they were. They were great years. And 77 to 80 was four. Okay. So, yeah, they always sneak one in on us, that's for sure. So, the Gators actually have the next two longest streaks again. So, they have the mm. longest one at nine games. But then from 2004 to 2009, they won six. From yeah. 1981 to 86, they won six. But we're missing one more. What about FSU's longest streak in the series came... Probably like 11 through 16 or something. Pretty close. 10 to 7. Right before this current Florida streak. So we won five in a row. Five. From 13 to 17. 13 to 17. Okay. Remember there was that stretch, that same stretch we beat Miami every year too. Yeah. I mean, we just owned the the state. Yep. Jimbo was crushing everybody. For about five years. But here's the thing. You talk about that era when we were there and we were going to some of these games and watching all of them. 1990 to 2001, both teams were in the top 10 every game they played. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> I mean, that was just the glory. 
That is insane. And six of those 11 years, the national champion went through that game, like the winner of that game. Right. That's just really incredible. And then the last little thought here, of course, this game is being played in Tallahassee at Doe Campbell Stadium. Any any guess what the overall record between the two teams is at Doak? At Doak. Oh, gosh. I would say we're a little ahead, maybe 18 to 14 or something like that. It's actually Gators lead the series at Doak 13, 12, and 1. Ooh, we can tie so it up. If we, can, if we can win this one tonight, mm-hmm. tie it up. Tie it up. Yeah, we tie were. Tie it up on our home field. So wait, how many By the way, the Gators it? lead the overall series. So we played 65 times. The Gators lead 36, 26, and 2. What What's the current streak? They won four? They've won three, and they're going for four, trying going for four for tonight. Four. Okay. All right. Good. Well, let's there's, stop out that. There's no way in hell they get that. But honestly, this has been a – it's a, a rivalry of streaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you – you know, look down the list sometime. It's like five in a row to one team, four in a row to the next team, five in a row to the other team. And then every now and then, of course, there's a little choppiness in there back and forth. But that kind of that tended, kind of supports tended to be streaky. Supports the idea that recruiting is highly contingent on the outcome of the game, right? I mean Oh yeah. So I mean absolutely you win a you win a couple and then the recruits just come flowing in and you keep it going. That's until that's something one of the happens. huge aspects of this game. Yeah, for sure. Good. Well, I hope I think it'll be a crazy atmosphere tonight. So let's hope we hope, hope they don't make any stupid turnovers and no more stupid penalties. We should be okay. Yeah. Well, and again, that has not been their mo. Yeah. I mean, they they seem to have gotten past a lot of that stuff, and I don't, you know, I'm knocking on wood because I don't want to jinx anything, but mm-hmm. you know, of late, you can really count on this team to just play a good, clean, you know, competitive game. So. Hopefully we'll see that again, but you're okay. right. Rivalry games can get, can get squirrely. Yes. Yeah. It's always the pit of your stomach is always turning when this game is on. So. Okay. So uh, your trivia question for me, which quarterback threw the most interception in one season? All right. I mean, I have to throw Jameis out there because I, he's got to be up on the list. I mean, I figured you would start with him. Yeah. He had 48 or something a couple, couple of years ago. Oh, not that bad. <laughs> what he was the famous? 38? He had the famous thirty and thirty season. He had thirty-one touchdowns and thirty interceptions. Thirty interceptions. Well, I would think the record's more than that, though. Or it, yeah, that's that's seventh, tied for seventh all time. What What about uh, What about Jim Zorn? <laughs> I like that pick. He is not in the top ten, though. So, oh man, yeah. Okay. Um... I mean, it's a name you know. I'm not going to like throw out some crazy name on you, but so the leader for what about Brett Favre? Favre Favre's worst season was 29, so he's close. He's pretty close. All right, I don't want to spend all day just throwing out. Yeah, but what about Peyton? Peyton's 29, also, and Eli had a 29, also. So, oh yeah, the Mannings are all right around that magic 30 number, but Jameis beat them beat them all. Right. I'll give you a little hint. He went. He came out of the University of Miami in 1984. Testaverde. Testaverde had 35 one year. <laughs> 1988. That is terrible. Oh man! It's still that's number two all time. Like nobody, nobody else has thrown except for one other quarterback, and the number is 42 interceptions in one year. 
Wow. I feel like I should know this. Is it fairly recent or? No, it's old school. Before we were even born. Oh, dang. That's, that is going back. What about uh, what about our man Tarkenton? Tarkenton is a great guess. He's actually tied for third at 34. In 1960, he did that. But this guy did it two years later as the quarterback for Houston. He also kicked a lot. Blanda? George Blanda, 42 interceptions. <laughs> well, no wonder he had to become a kicker. <laughs> I think they only played like nine games a year back then. I know. Shucking it up. <laughs> like, is that a punt or a throw? I don't know. What's going on? Oh, yeah. That was definitely in the, the pre-metrics like metrics age where people realized, like, turnovers are not good. <laughs> right. Just, But, I mean, he had a great career, too. So Yeah. You know, but it was a different game for sure. Um yeah. But anyway, yeah, the reason I wanted to go down that road is because Dak is on is still throwing the picks, but they're still winning. It's just one of those weird combinations. But, yeah, I mean his season total isn't gonna be that high because he missed four games. So true. I mean, what does he have like ten or I didn't look up his number this year, but I guess the point is though that for some reason, like Stafford, you know, Burrow throws him too. They're just throwing yeah. a lot. They're just throwing a lot. So things are gonna happen. You just saw Cousins last night, he threw a pick. Yeah. yeah so Old Dak. I mean, you just feel like that team, it's not that he's holding them back, but I, j- I don't think they can get to an elite level with him. Like, I, I just. Well, this is the year. This is the year to find that out definitively, right? I mean, yeah. he has no, like, everything is in place for him. The running game is there. The offensive line has come together. The defense is amazing. He has talent at the wideout position. Like, he has a great tight end. He has, like, yeah. three good tight ends. Like, right. they, they should win the whole thing this year. If he's. Just halfway decent. Like, they should, but you see how, I mean, obviously they beat the Giants pretty handily, but mm-hmm. they're not winning every game, you know, and it just feels like he's going to throw two picks mm-hmm. and give the other team a chance, you know. Maybe. Well, we'll see. The, the Eagles game, when they get him back in Dallas, will be That'll, a telltale. But that's the Eagles right. Are, That'll Eagles be a are, big measuring stick. Right. We'll see. All right. Well, listen, let's get to our last game. And I'm going to let you take it. This is a, a game that is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, I've been avoiding my old Jags most of the year after some early season back and forth issues, missing them on the weeks they were good and picking them on the weeks they were bad and just forget about it. So, But I'm back on the idea that I think I know my team at this point. Their offense is solid. Their defense is not. Uh, and they're facing a Ravens team that can just light it up. Even though they haven't been lately, this feels like one of those games where the Ravens really get get things straight. And you know, Lamar Lamar's healthy. He's got Andrews back. I think he's had time to figure out what what he's going to do with Duvernay and Demarcus Robinson. And you know, the, the wide receivers they have aren't household names, but he's using them a little bit more. So he's mm-hmm. figured them out, and they can run it. And I think Gus Edwards is back, and Kenyon Drake has been playing well, and their offensive line is healthy. So. I don't see the Jags getting a whole lot of push. You know, the defensive line played great in the first five weeks for the Jags. They've just fallen off a cliff. I don't know what's going on. And the Ravens and, got Roquan, right? And the defense is, has been shored up. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they're not giving up the leads anymore, right? They're, they're yeah. just playing solid ground and pound football and hold you on defense. And they did that to the Panthers last week. I think they're going to do something similar to the Jags. So four points. Like you said in the first game we talked about today, it's I think there's value there. This should be like a seven mm-hmm. or eight point game in in the real world. People are yeah. still like looking at the Jags skewed numbers from the first three or four weeks of the season when they were 
top of tops in all the categories. Right. Well, and I, I think to your point, I think they're discounting the Ravens a little bit as well, yeah. because the Ravens seem to have turned a corner, yeah. you know, and especially since they got Roquan, you're right. They're not giving up those big leads late. They're looking like the team you predicted they would be coming into the season. I think your prediction for them was like 14 and three or 13 and four, the best record in the league. I think I had them as the best. Yeah. And as we've said, they still might get there. I mean, this team, their schedule down the stretch is pretty light compared to some of the other teams. So, I mean, they really could end the season on a seven or eight game winning streak. So yep. this just doesn't feel like the kind of game the Ravens should struggle with. Obviously nothing is guaranteed. They are on the road. Jaguars have had their moments. But all else being equal, I mean, I'm thinking this should be Ravens by 10 or something like that. So, yeah, yeah right. I mean, this yeah. it should almost be one of those DDHDs we love. I mean, the Jags. Yeah. You know, I think the numbers are just skewing this. And by the way, the Ravens are seven and three. They've won four straight. Can they win out all the way out and get to 14 and three? Eh. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Well, when you look at the schedule, I mean, they're really, they're, there might be like two more losses in there. You know, barring some kind of crazy upset. So they yeah. could run the table. They could. It's going to be, but, you know, this is not the game to challenge them, even though I guess maybe it's one of those traditional trap games where they're, yeah, they just had a win at home and they got a big game coming up kind of thing. Maybe the yeah. Jags sneak one past them, but I, I, I wouldn't think so. If we're getting seven or eight, I'll take the Jags, but at four, it just seems like an easy one for the right. Ravens. We're good All right. on that? All right. I am good. So we've got our three more. We were one and one on Thanksgiving. We got the commanders now giving four and a half. Ravens giving four and Jets giving six. Ugh, giving, 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 giving. We're just givers. giving, giving, giving. Yeah, I know we're just in a giving mood. It's the holidays, Kev. All right. Well, that's how we do. <laughs> it's Black Friday. So um, any other thoughts before we wrap it up? I mean, we could go on for another hour with all the sports going on, but I, I just hope everybody enjoys the rest of the weekend and has a hope we uh, get a good victory tonight with the old Knowles. Absolutely. I'm with you. Go Knowles. And yep. Enjoy the rest of the, the uh, holiday weekend here. Enjoy the world cup. Go USA. we got to check that score. Get your, uh, get your USA flags out and USA. There you go. We winning yet? Zero, <laughs> zero, 13 minutes in. So that sounds about right. And just kick it around. Now I'm going to go. Anyway, all right, man. Well, let's go. Let's go watch it. Signing off. Kev out. Kev out.